0: Good morning. Welcome to Men's Roundtable. Ronnie, glad you're here. Yeah, we're ready to start, Mark. i I know. on the phone.
1: Got it. On the phone. As long as it's a ceasefire phone, it's OK. It
0: is.
1: Guys, welcome to Men's Roundtable, where we continue in the series of Be and Go, Lion Makers. Are you making a line of yourself? And if you are a line, are you making a line of somebody else? Are you working with someone else? We've got a deer camp on the horizon. I believe next week, twenty second, twenty third, week from tomorrow tomorrow in Ebenezer. Are there any spots available? Yes, there are. There are. Yeah, go online, register there. You can pay there. Show up. It'll be a great weekend. Guys, um, I I shared a little bit last week about uh, my weekend at the Hangar Group, with the younger guys that are a spinoff from from this. And we had an opportunity to meet last night with Ben Derek and Sam and Steven, the guys that are kind of heading that up and in charge of it. And it was a great opportunity to give them some feedback of what their group is like and how it's growing and then to see the excitement that they have about trying to expand it in communities beyond here. That's what this whole series is about, being and going. So on occasions, I'll uh, look at a Bible verse and happen to see one this morning it popped up from Jeremiah. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for prosperity, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope, a future and a hope. Have you shared that with another guy? Is there somebody that you may see today, somebody you work with, somebody in your house, somebody else that needs to hear that? That God has a plan for each of us, and He also gives us hope. If you would just take a minute, welcome the brother next to you, and tell him God has a plan for you and hope. Take just a minute. All right, let's get started. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity of gathering here. Lord, I thank you for ceasefire for hosting it, for the leadership team, for the sausage and biscuits, the chicken biscuits and the coffee. Lord, we thank you for your promise, for your plan, for our future and providing us with hope. Lord, may we seek you, pursue you. In everything we do, you touch our lives, open our hearts, open our ears. In your name we pray. Mm. Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Thank you, bro. <clears throat> Morning, gentlemen. Morning. Before we get started, um, I want to um, bring you up to date on a couple of things with Ebenezer Place. Uh, we continue to move forward to finish our um, improvement uh blair's been doing a great job leading the charge and again if we uh had the supply line done and uh, uh workers up there and all that would probably be finished by now but uh that's the name of the game right now with uh, construction and all that but uh i want to ask you to continue to contribute uh we've uh, had a very generous um, uh, contributor um give us a twenty-five thousand dollar matching fund offer us that um and so i want to continue to ask you to uh, give another hundred dollars you've been very 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 and did i say very uh generous uh very grateful for um how you've gotten behind um what we're trying to do at ebenezer place and making improvements and so i just ask that uh, if you can give another hundred dollars or more uh, be much appreciated uh, in order uh, for us to make that 25 Matching fund fifty, and then that'll allow us uh, to do the work that we need to get done. Um, on, on on a similar front, uh, we have a need to to um, um, demo one of the um, cabins. We're trying to take uh, one of the cabins and um, uh, improve it, and uh, we've got guys ready to do the improvement. We just need to tear out. Uh, the um, internal guts of the small cabin. We'll have deer camp next uh, weekend, uh, October 21 through 23. And sometime during that week or that next weekend, which would be, you know, obviously the week Monday, the 24th through uh, Monday, the 31st Halloween, we need to get that small cabin uh, demoed, uh, just torn out. Um, It could be a really, really fast one day, most two day, but it's just tearing the guts out. So if you and three others, it'll take a team of four uh, or six, something like that, can give some time to that. Uh, You wanna just have some fun, tear something up, uh, then we could really use that. So uh, would uh, appreciate volunteer work. So, gentlemen, I'm excited. Oh, um, <clears throat> on that um, that note, and uh, um, again, you in terms of donating, again, you just go to our website. Trying to get this new website uh, figured out. Uh, you can register uh, for the weekend or uh, donate to Ebenezer Place, all that. So, website. Um, I want to offer you a song this morning, and. Um, The topic that we're talking about this morning in our series on the Lion Maker is um, a phrase that comes out of 2 Samuel, in one encounter, one moment in time. And um, I wanna offer you a song that's entitled, Thank You Jesus for the Blood. And And I wanna focus you on, even as this song plays, That one moment in time when you came to understand that Jesus' blood was for you personally. Wow. Changed your life. Changed my life. One moment in time. Personal encounter with the living God. Many of you I know are like me. You you grew up in church. Growing up in church does not make you a believer any more than sitting in a garage makes you a car. Think about that. But hopefully, whether you are in that church sitting between between two stained glass windows um, or sitting in the quietness of your home, at some point, uh, the hound of heaven bit you and you were awakened, not woke, But you were awakened. Had to throw that in, you know? You were awakened to the blood of Jesus having something to do with you very personally. So I offer you this song. God uses music to awaken our hearts. May He awaken our hearts this morning and prepare us for what He has for us. Hear the voice of God.
3: i you.
2: amen amen thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus there is nothing stronger than the wonder working power of the blood be on the alert stand firm in your faith act like men be strong Words of 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Continue our series on the Lion Maker. I draw your attention to the declaration um, on the back of your notes. Um, I encourage you to read this. I encourage you to rewrite it in your own personal way. Just draw your attention to the third stanza. I will stop pointing out problems I sat with a young man uh, this week, um, and he talked about his problems for 50 minutes. <laughs> I told him, I said, next week when you come in, I don't want to hear one problem. I said, I, I respect your problems. I know you've got them. But that's not all of your life. And so next week, no problems can come into my office from your mouth. Uh, you have a great life. I want you to be able to acknowledge something positive about your life, or you're going to die. You're going to die. I will become part of the solution. I will stop repeating the past. I will start creating my future. Be the lion. I want you to turn over to 2 Samuel chapter 23. I love this um, account of David's three men. David had 30 that became 37. He had these guys that he hung out with, that he imparted his life with, that um, encouraged and ministered to him and that he trained and ministered to them. David was a beer and he was a goer, as Joe was saying. Be a disciple, go make a disciple. Be all that God has created you to be and go make somebody else's life better. I asked you last week to let me know of things that you were doing uh, in your life to be and to go. And um, one of the guys shared with me about a 95-year-old beer and goer. 95 uh, uh, year old lady that's over at St. Catherine's and, and her goal in life, as she states it, is when she gets up every morning, quote, I want to be a blessing to someone else. Now she's 95. Lots of 95 year olds uh, are just trying to survive. And dude, that, that's, that's death. It's like, I think that's a pretty good motto, don't you? I'm not 95. I know some of you think I am, but I'm really not. 94, 94, exactly. I'm I'm getting it. I can see 95 from where I stand. Be a blessing. Verse 8 of 2 Samuel chapter 23 says this. This is the listing of David's top men. Joshebeth, the Tankamite, he was chief of the three. He once put his spear to work against 800, kill them all in a day. All in a day. Now, in different translations, that phrase is translated at one time in a single battle in one encounter in one encounter And this morning what i want to focus on in our time together is just one day one opportunity one minute can change your life the minute that you and i um in this room realize that the blood of jesus was for you and for me did that not change your life Absolutely. One minute, one encounter, one encounter, um, one act of kindness can change your life. Um, through this series, um, I'm using um, Mark Batterson's book, Chase the Line. If your dream doesn't scare you, it's too small. And I've, um, I encourage you, uh, to read this. Um, I'm using it, uh, of course, in in our series. And I want to read something to you um, that Mark Batterson writes. Just a couple pages. I want to introduce you to Paul Tudor Jones, a Wall Street legend. Some of you may have heard of Paul Tudor Jones. The founder of the Tudor Investment Corporation made his mark on Black Monday, October the 19th, 1987. It still ranks as the largest one-day percentage drop of the Dow Jones Industrial Age, yet Jones managed to triple his investment value by shorting his portfolio. Now, that means nothing to me. I have no idea what that means, okay? Okay, you know, some of you understand what that means. That, that, you know, it's Greek to me, I have no idea. i'm a counselor i'm not an investment you uh, some of you guys uh, know all about that and i'm glad you do and he's no one hit wonder jones has defied financial gravity ever since earning positive returns for 28 consecutive years as a contrarian he looks for opportunities where others see red flags when investors bail out on a bear market he goes bear hunting and he's not afraid of grabbing a bull market by the horns and taking a wild ride. Looks like he's got a good opportunity right now. Mm-hmm. Paul Tudor Jones lives by a few market maxims. Always have a mental stop. Never average uh, 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 lose, uh, losses and let go of mistakes you made three seconds ago. But his investment philosophy is epitomized by one guiding principle. Stay in the game for as long as you can. Few people play the investment game better than Jones, but becoming a billionaire wasn't the 500 pound lion he was chasing. Jones set his sights much higher than that. In 1986, Jones adopted a sixth grade class as an underperforming public school in New York City. Despite his guaranteeing a college scholarship to every high school graduate, only one third of those kids got their high school diplomas. Jones admittedly had underestimated the environmental challenges that inner city kids face, but that failure fueled his passion to fight poverty. Instead of giving up the fight, Jones started the Robin Hood Foundation. Since its inception in 1988, Robin Hood has channeled one percent five billion dollars to the cause Jones cares so deeply about. It's also inspired other venture philanthropists. Fortune magazine has called the Robin Hood Foundation, quote, one of the most innovative and influential philanthropic organizations of our time, unquote. Paul Tudor Jones is as competitive as they come. Evidenced by the welterweight boxing championship he won in his 20s, he's a fighter, But like the warrior poet David, he has another side to his personality. The driving engine of his life is one act of kindness. When he was a child, Jones was at an outdoor vegetable market with his mother one day and got lost. And he writes this. When you're four years old, your mother is everything. And this extraordinarily kind, Very old, very tall black man came over and said, don't worry, we're going to find your mama. Don't cry, we're going to find her. You're going to be happy in a minute. You never forget stuff like that. God's every action, those little actions become so much bigger and then they become multiplied. We forget how important the smallest action can be. For me, I think it's kind of spawned a lifetime of trying to always repay that kindness. What was the name of that very old, tall black man? I have no idea, and neither does Paul Tudor Jones, and he's probably been dead for quite some time. But that one act of kindness inspired a lifetime of philanthropy. Paul Tudor Jones may have founded the Robin Hood Foundation, but it, was a complete strange, but it was a complete stranger who provided the inspiration. Every grant the foundation gives is a gift within a gift from one encounter. Gentlemen, today is a gift from God. One battle, one encounter, one opportunity, one engagement, one relationship, one phone call, one person that you look in the eyes and say, have a good day. God loves you. God cares about you. What can I do to help? Just thinking about you. Several weeks ago, uh, I asked you to pray for a young man um, um, that uh, is really struggling. And um, he sent me another email. He said, we're communicating via email. He's in a a state beyond here. And he's in such a dark place. And um, he he said, "Um, I'm not going to do any more counseling. Uh, I'm just uh, content to live by myself um, and struggle along. Uh, thanks for trying to help me, Phil. Um, keep, keep up the good work, is what he said to me. And I wrote him back, and I, and I just simply said, you know, I feel your pain. I, I hear your pain, and I want to be of help, and I'm fully confident that we will sit together again soon. You let me know. I welcome our time together. So I want you to keep praying for him. He's in a dark place. He's in a dark place. He doesn't feel worthy to be loved. He's lost his family. I mean, he's in a dark place. There's not a man in this room that's not been in a dark place, right? You know what that feels like. Some darker than others. Pain's always relative. Guys, one conversation, one encounter, you never know. So you to pick up your pen, let's go to work, let's do some journaling. <clears throat> Steve, I'm going to ask you to come up as, as we start on this. <clears throat> you would. So here's the first question, gentlemen that I want you to respond to. What are your dreams? What are your dreams? What are your dreams? And I just invite you to share the actions that you're taking as a result of this series. Again, um, you know, we've been talking about um, this this grid, Uh, um, dreams, goals, plans, action, reality. Start writing your dreams down and put a date by it. That becomes a goal. Look at your goals. Um, Create a plan from those goals. Start implementing it, take some action, move out, quit being a taker and be a giver. Reproduce yourself and embrace reality. Dreams, goals, plans, action, reality. Um, I received a gift this morning my friend Steve
4: so Steve tell us about my gift um, I had some journals made for my people that I work with because I figured if I was writing things down they needed to write things down too um, so I had some journals made I brought one to Phil who is um, really giving me some um, life lessons that have changed my life uh, and um, 2020, in April, I attended the first deer camp that I'd ever been to. Scared to death, um, but with much encouragement and some force from my wife. Um, <laughs> I um, mustered the courage to drive that laser and once I got there, I thought uh, about turning around. <laughs> um, but I spent the next couple of days um, really trying to see where I was. While well, I seemed to have a lot of things going my way, I was really a total mess inside and i was screwing up my life and i was screwing up on a regular basis and um i told bill this morning that as a result of deer camp and coming to um, do bible study every thursday morning that it showed me a better way to live and live through life and be engaged in my life and i wrote down a couple of things that it's helped me with that i thought i'd share um it taught me to come out of the shadows which creates a lot less stress on me and anxiety from hiding, not telling the truth. Uh, I'm now settled into a better way of life. Um, I quit future tripping and concentrated on today and what I have to be grateful for, and stay present and engaged with my family on a daily basis, and say my prayers every day and be grateful what God has given me every day. And uh, that's all a result of this group and the friendships that I made here. Uh, I've been, to hell, I went to Ole Miss, game, uh, Ole Miss game two weeks ago against Kentucky. I looked around, I knew about two people going in north end I went to Madcap about a week ago out in uh, Livingston. I knew about five people. I come to Bible study. I know about 20 people. So this thing has given me a whole group of different group of friends. It's made my life a heck of a lot better, and I couldn't be more thankful for each one of y'all. And for Phil and Joe and Rick and Kirk and the rest of you guys, I really appreciate it. Thank you.
2: Amen. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, my brother. Question number two. How is your past inhibiting or prohibiting you from pursuing your dreams? Think about that for a minute, guys. Are you stuck in your past? The shame and the guilt from past? past? I mean, everybody's failed. Good. get over your big bad self. You know, quit your self-pity. That's the blood of Jesus that has given you the key to, to get out of jail don't don't keep living in the past and beating yourself up there's no need for penance we don't believe in that we believe in repentance and repentance means i'm headed west and i need to head east i'm headed north and i need to go south it's a 180 not like that female client that i had one time that said You know, this is really good. I'm going to do a 360. (laughs) I knew I would have a returning client. (laughs) Question number three. Question number three. What action will you take to pursue your dreams? Guys, telling you, passive men, passive men. Um, I I have been one. I are one. I'm a recovering, passive man. Um, and the result of being passive in my life was a lot of anger. I was angry. I, I didn't know how to be assertive and in initiative. So I would be a victim and I had a lot of anger and it got me in a mental hospital with a hospital bracelet around my arm. And people now come and pay me money to help them. How crazy is that? (laughs) Praise Jesus. It is a miracle. Guys, take some action. You know, quit feeling sorry for yourself. Quit blaming her. Quit blaming them. One of the the greatest, funniest statements that I I hear often is, well, they won't let me, or they, they said. Dude, do you know what I want to say? I I try not to say it. But I want to say something that I try not to say. But I bite my tongue. Because it's like, dude. And, and, and part of the reason i get so irritated by that is because i've been there i know what that feels like believe me and it's just like man you have given all your power to everybody else sitting there feeling sorry for yourself get up like david did again david's our model you know baby died uh david got up what did he do he washed his face Let's move on. It's time to move on. He wasn't being insensitive. He was being a man, a man after God's own heart. Take the initiative. So let's dig into this. One encounter, gentlemen, can change your life. One encounter. We've been talking about this idea of being. I mean, maybe maybe where you uh, need to focus is just being. Just kind of get your own act together. Now, this is a little dangerous, because you can keep saying, I need, to, I need to just focus on me. And you focus on me so long that it's like you, you're overcooked. You ever seen somebody that was overcooked? You know, it's like you're a little bit too much self-focus. But certainly you need to bring your life into order, B. And Luke 2.52 says that Jesus grew um, emotionally, physically, relationally, and spiritually. And that's the B. But then there's this idea of go, an outward focus, outward focus, go. In one encounter, I want you to think about what one encounter has meant to you. One phrase, so simple, yet so powerful you are one encounter away from your destiny. Today could change your life. It could change somebody else's life. One off the cuff conversation, one crazy idea, one glance across a crowded room can change everything you might need to make a move. What what move do you need to take? What might you do? This past weekend, I had a crazy weekend. We had um, Abigail, my youngest daughter, engagement party in Fairhope, and that was fun. Friends of ours hosted that. We had an after party at our house. Friends and family um, came over, stayed up really late, way past my bedtime on a Friday night. I got up Saturday and drove to Canton, Mississippi, not Canton, Alabama. So I drove right back up here. I mean, crazy me. I mean, you know, it's Saturday. I, I, I think I was just thought it was Tuesday or Wednesday or something, you know, and drove up here and actually did a wedding, uh, with, um, couple that uh, I've worked with and, uh, wow, what a special time, um, to see two people, uh, that were so broken second marriage for both. Um, and God's changed their life. And then I got back in the car and drove home and got home at midnight, Saturday night. I was tired. One encounter. But guys, there, there's no story without conflict. It's going to be hard. We accept that fact when it comes to movies. I mean, epic movies demand epic conflict. That's why we pay, you know. Big money for popcorn and a movie ticket. That what that's what makes it epic, got the conflict, the tension. It's what makes great lives. If every time there, um, if every storyline, in, in every storyline, there are defining moments, the technical term in terms of plot structure is quote unquote inciting incident. What's the inciting incident in your life? That that which you believe um, is a failure is the very instrument that God wants to use in your life. Great conflict cultivates great character. If you want to live an epic life, you have to overcome some epic challenges. You have to take some epic risks. Make some epic sacrifices. Even if something is out of your control, you still control your reaction. You might not be responsible, but you are response-able. How will you respond? And it's your ability to choose your response that will likely determine your destiny. Choose. Choose. Choose this day who you will serve, Joshua said. But for me and my family, we're going to walk with God. Epic conflict. Epic life. Epic challenges. Epic risks. Epic sacrifice. I want to show you a clip out of um, a great movie. No country for old men. Chilling. Chilling. The main character is like the grand reaper. Uh, He is about killing, about death, about intimidation, cold hearted. He's the picture of the enemy in our life. He's going to take you out. And there's an encounter... Um, at a convenience store and I want you to watch this and it's so easy gentlemen when we fail and when we struggle with our addictions or struggle um, with our inability to control life we lose our ability to trust and we get intimidated and we just cow but we have ability to choose watch this
5: 69 c and the gas y'all getting any rain up your way what way would that be i've seen you was from dallas
6: What business is it of yours, where I'm from, friendo?
5: I didn't mean nothing by it. Didn't mean nothing. Just passing the time. If you don't want to accept that, I don't know what else I can do for you. want to be something else. I don't know. Will there? Is something
6: wrong what? with anything. Is that what you're asking me? Is there something wrong with anything?
5: Will it be anything else? You already asked me that. Uh, well, I need to see about closing then. Mm-hmm. See about closing? Yes, sir. What time do you close? Now, we close
6: now. No, it's not a time. What time do you
5: close? Generally around dark, at dark.
6: You don't know what you're talking about, do you? Sir? I said, you don't know what you're talking about. What time do you go to bed? Sir? You're a bit deaf, are
5: I said, what time do you go to bed? Oh. Um, somewhere around 9.30. I'd, I'd say around 9.30. I could come back then. Why would you be coming back? We'll be closed. Yeah, you said that. Well, I got to close now.
6: You live in that
5: house all back? Yes, I do. You lived here all your life? This is my wife's father's place uh, originally. You married into it? We lived in Temple, Texas for many years. Raised a family there in Temple. We'd come out here about four years ago.
6: You married it. That's the way you won't put
5: it. I don't
6: have some way to put it. That's the way it is. What's the most you ever lost on a coin toss?
5: Sir? The most. Call it. Call
6: it. Yes. For what? Just call it.
5: Well, we need to know what we're calling it for here.
6: You need to call it. I can't call it for you. It wouldn't be fair.
5: I didn't put nothing up.
6: Yes, you did. You've been putting it up your whole life. You just didn't know it. You know what date is on this coin? No. 1958. It's been traveling 22 years to get here, and now it's
5: here, and it's either heads or tails, and you have to say, call it. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that?
6: You stand to win everything, call it.
5: All right. Heads, then. Well done.
6: Don't put it in your pocket, sir. Don't put it in your pocket. It's your lucky quarter. Where do you want me to put it? Anywhere not in your pocket. What'll get mixed in with the others and become just coin. Which it is. <laughs>
1: Wow.
2: Wow. Gentlemen, that is chilling and it's dark in here.
0: (laughs) And let there be light.
2: Let me. Gentlemen, that is more like life than we're willing to admit. That little guy behind the counter is me and is you. Oh, see, oh, 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 you just married into it. You didn't make a decision. You just, you just passively showed up. Guys, I hate passivity in my life. I hate it. Romans 12.9 is one of my life verses. I encourage you to make it one of yours. You know what Romans 12.9 says? Love what is good. Hate what is evil. Let love be without hypocrisy. I hate the evilness of passivity. Now, when was the last time you heard anybody say passivity is evil? Well, I'm saying it right now. It makes me mad. It makes me mad because it was robbing my life and it took my life away from me. And almost when I drove off and left my wife and two baby girls, almost destroyed my life because I was afraid to take initiative. I was afraid to speak up. I was afraid to do what I knew to do, to take action. I was going to be nice. And I figured if I would be nice, everybody else would be nice. Well, the heck with nice. The heck with nice. It don't work. Show me in the Bible where it says to be nice. You show it to me, I'm open. It says to be kind. And the difference between kindness and nice is nice is an agreeing, an agreement term. I'm just going to go along to get along. Kindness is action that I decide to express grace. Romans 2 verse 4 says, but it is the kindness of God, not the niceness of God, that leads us to repentance. He is extending grace where grace does not merit that kind of response. It is is an amazing concept. I'll just close with this. Galatians chapter 6 Verses 9 and 10, the law of sowing and reaping. It's going to be hard. It's going to be long, possibly. Verse 9 and 10 just simply says this. So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, at the right time, at the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith oh my goodness you know take some initiative with somebody right here just right here just be kind and you never know what one act of kindness can do one encounter one encounter chew on that for a lifetime show back up let's close in prayer Father, we are grateful, grateful that you have given us the blood of Jesus. Um, Nothing more powerful. Father, forgive us to where we uh, take that so callously. Help us to be uh, what you designed and created us and imagined us to be in a way that brings honor to you and healing to us. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Have a great week.